Hello and welcome to the Negotiation Society podcast. Uh, our guest today on the Inside My Head series currently sits as partner for KPMG in Hong Kong, heading up the technology and consumer retail sectors of the business here. Uh, with 25 years plus experience across Asia Pacific and multiple sectors, he now actively drives business development in the region whilst also leading the industry into tomorrow with his thought leadership. A regular speaker of events and an avid rugby fan, he also sits on the Hong Kong Rugby Union CSR committee, as well as being the president of the world-renowned Hong Kong Potbelly Pigs rugby team. The rugby team itself aims to promote rugby across Asia, as well as supporting the underprivileged in the region. Adam Bailey, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Adam Frampton, it's a pleasure. Great to be on your Inside My Head podcast. Uh, I'm not quite sure you want to be really inside my head, but I'm sure over the next 30 minutes uh, we can have a chat and perhaps I can share some of my uh, latest thoughts and ideas about the marketplace. That would be great. It would be really, really appreciated. And I'm sure all the audience would love to hear it too. Um, first things first, in 60 seconds, can you tell me a bit more about your role uh, within KPMG and how that fits into the kind of APAC commercial landscape? Um, I'm a partner here in uh, at KPMG China, uh, based in our Hong Kong offices. Um, we have roughly 31 offices today uh, across KPMG China. Uh, I think nearly 16,000 professionals uh, working uh, across that network, uh, obviously bigger. You know, we're part of a bigger global network and a regional network as well. Um, I've been at KPMG now for 23 years. How the time has flown by, Adam, uh, especially when you're having fun. Um, and I think just inside my head, very quickly, I think a key message to everybody is is enjoy. You know, in, enjoy your work, enjoy life, uh, live life. I think is a very key message for for all of us uh but it's been fascinating it's been a fascinating journey uh working uh, across kpmg i am one of the partners covering business development uh we call uh, business development markets so i'm part of the, the kpmg markets team that you know kind of covers the, the the bd but we look at uh very much about sectors and accounts and marketing uh, so I'm also the lead partner on a number of accounts, but I'm also driving uh, one of our sectors, which is consumer and retail uh, across the whole of the Asia uh, Pacific region. Adam, that's part of the interest I had in. Remember listening to you talking uh, at a recent event and and the insights that you brought from that kind of the retail perspective. Um, and certainly, retail in in Hong Kong has, has seen as ups and downs in the last sort of. 24 months. Um, certainly think it's back up on the rise now. Yeah. You know, Adam, I, I am always a kind of optimistic kind of guy. Uh, very much the, the glass is still half full. Um, I do think there are um, significant opportunities. I think it's fair to say that we've been through a very tough um, few years. Uh, we've had the social unrest and then we got hit by another black swan, which, of course, was COVID. Um, and that's lasted a lot longer than all of us expected, I think. Um, but it's probably taught us a few things as well, Adam. I think uh, all of us now are perhaps a little bit more digitally minded. And I think one thing is for sure, um, COVID-19 has accelerated everything digitally. Um, I think we've perhaps learned to be a little bit more resilient 
perhaps a tad more agile um, with regards to business and going to market. Uh, and certainly, I talk to uh, a lot of my consumer and retail clients, and I think it is fair to say that everyone has been through a, a, a tough time. But it, but it is quite interesting, Adam, because I think people are now cautiously optimistic, right? They're not, you know, entirely, you know, I mean, I would say cautiously optimistic is probably a good term uh, for all of us to to use right now. Um, I was at a an event yesterday. In fact, it was the French Chamber Luxury Symposium, um, a great event, full house over at the Rosewood over in the K-11 Museum. Great place if you haven't um, already been there. Uh, great venue. Uh, Sonia Cheng, you know, the um, the head of, of Rosewood, she was giving an opening speech. And, and I think, again, there was there was cautious optimism. Um, I think it's also fair to say that we are now starting to see uh, people return uh, to Hong Kong. And for everybody listening today, Hong Kong is open. We are open for business. Um, but it was very interesting, Adam, because we did hear from a number of the big brands that they are now seeing a return, um, for example, of those mainland Chinese consumers. Um, just in the last two months, uh, on average, we've seen those sales uh, attributable to, for example, the mainland Chinese consumers increase from, you know, probably about 7 8% at the beginning of January to well over 30% um, by the end of February. So again, you know, the, the market is starting to bubble along. Uh, but that's, of course, there's still challenges out there as well. Yeah, and I think that's um, one of the others. I mean, I'm certainly seeing the, the the bustling nature of Hong Kong return and, and, and likelihood. I mean, I was in Singapore recently and likelihood the, the similar there uh, with the retail market. Um, what do you think that challenges that we're kind of facing in the retail market at the moment? What, what would you identify as, as the big challenge at the moment? Um, I think probably the number one challenge is people. People, people, people. Um, I think, um, as always, we've seen a number of, of very talented people leaving that consumer retail sector. Um, as we know, because of COVID, uh, and there were a lot of restrictions, um, I think a number of, of corporates, um, you know, they were forced to lay off, uh, you know, a number of people. And equally, I think people have also kind of started to rethink um, what they want in life. And, um, and you know, there are also some really interesting opportunities out there, you know, technology, innovation, AI, the metaverse system. You know, NFTs, these are all hot topics, right? So, you know, I, but I do think, again, the key message for all of us is is, is our people. Um, because I think there's a lot of discussion around technology. And I was going to say, let, let's not confuse the issue here. Technology is going to act as a great enabler, but we still need the people behind that, right? We still need to have a vibrant workforce. That's going to be working with us uh, in that consumer retail space. No, no, I agree with you there. Um, and the advancement in technology can enhance how we uh, how we work and and how we do consume uh, goods um, as well. Um, one thing I'm interested in in is is your perspective from the the retail landscape. How much 
um, one of the buzzwords you used before about how much collaboration is going to be a key part uh, of, of the future of, of consumers and the future of retail? Well, you know, I think collaboration is actually a very key part of our future, Adam. And that's not just at the consumer, the retail store level. That's across our entire supply chains. Um, you know, if I look today um, at the manufacturing at the sourcing side of the business, um, you know, we do need to collaborate. You know, the retailers are going to have to collaborate far more with the manufacturers, you know, with their suppliers and vendors. Um, and, and I think that's going to be key because the one thing that we have learned, Adam, because there's more technology available, because there's more data available, people now can see those supply chains. There's far more transparency like never before. And so those consumers are also asking a lot more questions, you know, in terms of are you sourcing the right way? You know, is it ethical sourcing? You know, ESG is another buzzword as well, Adam, that we hear a lot more about sustainability. And, you know, how can we be more sustainable, purpose-driven companies? I think that's really, really important. And I think a key message for all of us is the those future consumers, uh, not the older consumers like me, the post-millennial consumers, Adam, but it's it's really about those Gen Z consumers that I think we're going to see um, a big focus. And those Gen Z consumers, I think that they're interesting for all of us because ultimately they are the future of consumer. And I think we all need to pay uh, close attention uh, to that. Yeah, the, the the future of consumerism uh, through that Gen Z can then obviously influence, you know, how the retailers are sourcing and 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 the supply chain, as you mentioned there, around sustainability. Um, so I'm going to pivot a bit towards kind of uh, negotiation here and and ask you about what you're seeing from the retailers' perspective towards how they're negotiating with their supply chains now. Is there a sign towards more collaboration, or is it leaning more towards that competitiveness? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Um. You know, what's the what's that definition of collaboration versus the definition of negotiation? Um, I think they're closely aligned uh, in a lot of regards. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think we are going to have to or we will see far greater collaboration. Equally, it means far greater negotiation as well. Right. Our life is one long negotiation. Adam. But w- what's interesting is that those brands are absolutely going to have to do a better job of negotiating and collaborating uh, with their supply chains, you know, with those manufacturers. Um, I had a fascinating conversation with Anne-Laure Decours. She's the chief sourcing officer at Puma. Um, and I was in the Puma offices over in Kowloon Bay uh, just before last week. And we were catching up with, with Anne-Laure and we were really kind of talking about how things are changing across those supply chains. And I think a, a key point that Anne Law made, Adam, was that, you know, we need we need to see far greater uh, collaboration, far, far greater openness. Um, and and perhaps again, with regards to negotiation, that's going to be really, really important. It, it's got to be a win win. 
It can't be a win-lose. We've all got to win-win. Because if we win and, and those other guys lose, that probably means they're going to be out of business, mm. right? So if we, if we don't take care of those supply chains, if we don't take care of our supplier base, um, you know, we need to, you know, share a lot more. We need to share a lot more of the data. Uh, we need to share the ideas and the innovation. And it was quite interesting because, um, again, Anne Law was talking about product development and material innovation as well. You know, these things are all happening now, and there's far greater levels of co collaboration than ever before. Um, Anne Law gave a good example of how she's now working with those scientists, um, you, know, the, you know, looking at how they can work with those chemical engineers to you know, really try and do something around the waste products and how can they be greener and more sustainable and how can they put those waste products back in to the supply chain. So I think there's some, again, there's, there's a lot of interesting things going on, Adam. And I think that's a positive. That's a positive. I see that as a, as a positive outcome in terms of the need for all of us to really embrace um, we're going to have to embrace change, but we have to embrace collaboration. And we have got to negotiate in good faith, right? It, you know, it's not a zero-sum game, game, which unfortunately in the past it has been, right? So yeah. I think these are the things that we now need to, to really focus in. And Adam, if you don't mind, you know, just looking at the size of the, the prize, if you like, if we get it right, then those Gen Z consumers, you know, there's a large number of them. And to give everybody an idea about the numbers we're talking about, we're talking about 300 million Gen Z consumers in China, just in China. And if you look at the rest of Southeast Asia, if you look at uh, South Asia, including India as well, you've got a universe of another 280 million Gen Z consumers. That gives us a, you know, a universe here in the region of nearly 600 million Gen Z consumers. Now, the key thing there is they are digital natives, Adam. So we need to ensure that we're communicating them or communicating with them at the right level. Um, but they're also demanding change. They are demanding that we have those tra transparent supply chains. They are demanding far greater sustainability, right? They are really concerned about the environment um, and they will call you out. And I think that's another very key message, right? If you, you know, if you do all the greenwashing, then be prepared to equally get called out uh, by those consumers as well moving forward. So interesting times. But we have got to navigate our way through these stormy waters. Um, and, you know, we've probably got to do a better job um, of collaborating and negotiating uh, both the supply chain with our vendors and with those manufacturers, as well as those end users, along with those Gen Z uh, consumers. So I think um, 
Yeah, one of the things that interesting you mentioned uh, is how the transparency is from the consumer to the retailer, but then, but then also from the retailer to the supplier. You know, the more that we are investing as retailers into our suppliers around co-creating uh, and, and, and collaborating on sustainability, the higher level of transparency is needed. Uh, and of course, the impact that has on negotiation is that lifts up the dependency, and, and that of course is going to need you need to be more collaborative. Um, Gonna ask a bit of transparency from you though, and, and, and leaning to the negotiation. Would love to hear if you have any personal uh, success stories in negotiations, or even disasters if you have any. <laughs> um, well, you know, obviously, I, I try and negotiate with my wife uh, every single day of the week. Adam uh, work sometimes, and, and sometimes it, I fail abysmally. Um, but again, I would say. The key message for all of us is, you know, we've got to be um, open and honest in those negotiations, right? Um, we've got to be able to lay everything on the table and and hopefully the other party can equally see um, that, you know, we are looking to see how we can support them and we're going to look to see how we can work with them shoulder to shoulder. Uh, you know, there's a you know, there's an old saying about, you know, you've got to, you know, walk um, in the shoes of another person. Uh, I think that's really important. So I think, yeah, open and honest communication, you know, and, and, and hopefully demonstrating that you are here to work with them um, in, a, in a, you know, in a very authentic um, way uh, as well. I think, Adam, they're the, I'd say they're the kind of key messages that I would, uh, I'd leave with everybody. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, and look, we're looking into collaboration and deep uh, relationships, yeah, open and honesty, um, setting that tone. Uh, and I'm sure there's been some open and honest conversations with your wife about the sevens next weekend coming around the corner. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I uh, I have been able to secure uh, a couple of tickets uh, for, uh, yeah, for myself, my son. Uh, we intend to be at the Hong Kong Sevens, uh, you know, the world's best Sevens event. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. You know, it, it's, um, but you, you're right. That's, that's, that's also been a, you know, one long uh, negotiation, Adam. <laughs> I've had the same conversation, don't you worry. Uh, answer just a couple more uh, questions and, and, and what I'd love to, to kind of gather from you. Um, what advice would you give to, to others who, kind of sell themselves at a similar career aspiration as you have had? You know, I, I, I've been lucky, um, though what I would say, Adam, there, there's no magic formula. You know, uh, my luck has come through a, a lot of uh, hard work, um, but also it's about building up uh, those networks. I think in particularly here in Asia, um, you know, it, it is about building those long-term uh, relationships, uh, you know, across um, the market. So I think that is a key message for all of us. You know, we have really got to see how we can work on those relationships, uh, be authentic uh, when you are dealing with people, uh, be empathetic as well. And, and I think a key message is you've got to be able to demonstrate that you know, you're here to help those executives. You know, you're not here to create more work for them. 
you're here to help them uh, in their daily work and, and also in helping them uh, on their career ladder uh, as well, Adam. So I think that, you know, I think that's really, really key. But um, yeah, the relationship side, um, but equally being, you know, authentic, being passionate, um, understanding, you know, again, a key message is understand the marketplace that we live and work in, uh, look to contribute to that, you know, that marketplace that we live and work in uh, as well. And there's lots of things that we can do. Um, and yeah, communicate, 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 Adam. I think, again, you know, they're, um, you know, they're very key. And I think for all of us, we do live in this digital first world today. So we've also got to look at the different channels of, of how we communicate. Um, and, you know, I think a key ask from COVID, uh, and I talk to a lot of my clients, Adam, a key ask from those customs is, do you really know me? Right. Do you really understand me? What makes me tick? Right. Um, I think that's a key message. Right. Because those customers today are a heck of a lot more savvy than they were three years ago. Right there. And, and especially with the younger generation, they're very much, you know, the, the digital natives today. Um, they're very digitally minded, but they're also very socially aware as well, Adam. So, you know, you've got to be, you've got to ensure that you know uh, the audience, you know, know your audience, uh, know your customers. I think that's that key messages. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, know who you're speaking to. Do you really know me? Great way to finish. Um, Anson, thanks so much for your, your time uh, today. Um, I'm sure we could have spent hours and hours talking about the, uh, the insights that you have. Uh, it's been great to have you on board. Adam. Pleasure. Um, great to be with you. Uh, obviously, looking forward to more of these Inside My Head podcasts. And uh, I'll, I'll certainly make sure that I listen in on more of the, uh, the Gap Partnership uh, podcast moving forward, my friend. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining. Speak to you soon. Thanks. Take care. Have a good day.